There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and joining me today to talk about episode two of American Gods is Jennifer. Hello and welcome, Jennifer. Hi guys. You may recognize this voice. She has been on various podcasts all around Hollow Nine. And uh, she's joined Dave and I a couple times when we did throne games, for sure. So that's been fun. And if you're wondering, yes, Jennifer's the one that we kind of rip on because she went off on a tangent <laughs> when we were talking on Dune. Of course, always. <laughs> but, Despite this flow. Yeah. <laughs> But today, we are talking American Gods, like I said, episode two. And in case you haven't seen anything, because it's been all over, two episodes in, and they've already been renewed for a second season. So I'm super excited about that. I'm incredibly excited about that. And I was a little worried that people wouldn't get it uh, just watching the series and having never read the books. I read the book a long, long time ago, American Gods, and it was the 10th anniversary edition in which Neil Gaiman went back and added in a lot of the things his original editor cut out. So I've never read the original, but I've read the amended 10th anniversary, but it's been a long time. So I know like the general, like, you know, just of what the story is about. So nothing in it is really weird to me, but watching the show, I'm just like, wow, what a weird, fantastic, spectacular show. <laughs> I, I know that I'm probably like a weirdo for saying that. And a lot of my friends are like, what is going on with that show anyway? Why this and why all the blood? And I'm like, oh, my God, just just watch it. And so I, I'm kind of I was kind of worried that people who had no knowledge about what it was all about would be kind of turned off by kind of the, the chaos. But it, it's just such eye candy and it's compelling. And you want to know what is going on. On. And so I think that has hooked, hooked a lot of people to keep watching, and I'm, I'm glad we get season two. I have to agree with you. This is one of those that it's really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I try to tell people at work, I'm like, okay, you really need to watch this. Well, what's it about? Um, just trust me and watch this. The, the one thing I have conceded to say to my friends to kind of get them off my back is, I'm like, it's the old world gods versus the new gods that rose in America. And that's the only thing I can really say that makes me sound like a sane person mm-hmm. and not like I'm going on a crazy tirade rant of, you know, doom. So. <laughs> it's crazy. So let's give you the synopsis that we were giving, given mm-hmm. sorry, for a secret of the spoons. As Mr. Wednesday begins recruitment for the coming battle. Shadow Moon travels with him to Chicago and agrees to a very high-stakes game of checkers with the old Slavic god, and I'm going to screw this one up, oh. Chernobog? Chernobog. I think I said it right. I think that's the way you say it. And let me tell you, I'm very impressed because I can't play checkers. I can't play chess. <laughs> so I would pretty much have to play like a high-stakes game of go fish. I don't know. That would be about <laughs> the extent of it for me. But, Checkers seemed kind of like such a whimsical choice. 
It's like, oh, let's play checkers for your life. Right. It's just like in the middle of the game. It's like, hey, how about <laughs> let's do let's raise the stakes. Wait a minute. We're just having like a friendly game of checkers. And you're like, uh, if I win, I get to kill you. Wait, what? what? <laughs> this was weird. It was really kind of a crazy episode. I don't even know where to start, but I'm going to start with what I feel is the most crazy. Uh huh. Bill Quist. Yeah, she doesn't even speak in this episode. Oh, not even once. But But she is very much felt. Yes. (laughs) That's one way to put it. Well, like we talked about last episode, she is an ancient goddess who craves worship through, well, physical means. Let's put it that way. But not only does she want the worship because she has all of her sexual partners, Mm -hmm. Light a candle, then suddenly they start chanting halfway through the sex, but she absorbs them into her apparently very vast and, I don't know, crazy, spacey-looking vagina, apparently, because... Lots of room up there. uh, Apparently, because suddenly, like, we do get a clip of the conquest that we seen last episode. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we get a, a really close-up view of his penis which was kind of strange like there and then it spreads out and he's just like super happy looking floating in space yeah you see this over and over and she has no like distinction man woman she doesn't care she's having sex with all of them and yes it was just so weird watching it because i talked to to gomez last episode and i was like at first when it happened last episode I mm-hmm. thought she was growing into a giant because her <laughs> hands all of a sudden were huge. And then it like dawns on me what's happening. So when it happened over and over this episode, I'm like, this is really just weird. This is something she does on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, the way I see it, um, and Bilquis is kind of an interesting one. Um, she's an old, old love goddess, but she comes up in almost every religion that there is. She's been uh, synchronized with the Queen of Sheba um, she's in Islam religion. She's in, I mean, she's just like every religion basically has a Bilquis in it. Uh, and the way I look at it is with her worshipers, they're kind of her children in a way, and they're being reverse born is kind of how I look at it. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't think of it that way. It's, it's kind of like that. It's just uh, her followers become, you know, you, you, you hear oftentimes when, um, religious groups you know the they are the lord's children or well i mean she has children of a different sort mm-hmm. and uh, this is kind of the way i see that she they become her children i guess I <laughs> in the worst way possible but <laughs> and obviously tweeting out the show you get to see some of the best comments and i don't yeah. know who to attribute this to and i'm sorry and i hope you're listening though you can write us at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com somebody's like man she has a serious yankee candle fetish <laughs> because there's just so many candles everywhere. She's, like, seriously into them. Um, it's just funny watching some of it when you're tweeting and then watching the show. And kudos to all you guys who are able to do it at the same time. Because, I will get to that in two seconds, there's another really interesting tweet. But let me finish Bill Quiz. We also see her go to a museum. Uh-huh. And apparently she's, like, enjoying the statue of herself, which looks nothing like her. But, I mean, like you said, if it's a so version many of her. Right. Yes. Her religions. 
and then suddenly there's all this jewelry, which I'm assuming was laid out on the body, which may well have been what we're seeing currently. Right. And, and she kind of fills in that case. It was so weird seeing that. Yeah. But it was an awesome effect, kind of like lifting up yeah. underneath and then disappearing. It was just so cool. And I don't know if it's weird because I really like going to museums and seeing stuff like that. Oh, I do too. <laughs> and I kind of like visualize that anyway. And then to, so for them to actually put that on screen, I'm like, oh, my God, I kind of visualize that, except not with myself. So yeah. It was just yeah, like as the other person, not right. you. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, there's a vanity there, I think, where um, she's like, look at how I'm worshipped through, you know, these different ways. And I, I think it's um, one of those self-edifying things where she kind of goes in and, you know, sees the attributions to her goddessness. <laughs> and I think it's got to have that longing where you don't have these people the same mm-hmm. way. Where I'm sure she had a temple in each religion at some point. And oh, yeah. several worshippers, and now it's almost like she has to search them out. Yes, very, very much so. So it's almost and, sad. Yeah, I, the, you have these gods who originally came over into the, the New World, and they came with the various immigrants and um, it, it, those who were enslaved, and, and everyone kind of came in their own way. Uh, and they're they're kind of here in a new world on new in new territory, and there are other gods to compete with uh, that uh, we'll see as the the series continues. But yeah, and and Bilquis is one of those who just needs that constant constant attention and affection. So uh, she consumes a lot, I guess, and. With on the flip side, we also see uh, media, yes, uh, who is uh, the uh, you know incarnates herself as I Love Lucy on the television show to talk to Shadow Moon in the the Costco or wherever he's at, and it seems like those two are kind of like like media maybe replace Bilquis because she wants all the attention too, and she wants you know when uh, all the eyes on the screens when they're they they have uh, screens in their hands so that when they get tired of watching the big screen they've got a little screen to watch you know it's just give me give me give me give me the attention and those two characters I kind of see as direct opposites of each other and and who would kind of face off in a battle yeah I can see them being like the two different sides of the same coin Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because that's exactly where I was going to go because the next tweet that I seen was like, I feel really awkward about tweeting watching this scene with media <laughs> because yeah. it's Jillian Anderson which, from you know uh-huh. X-Files. She's amazing. And just listening to her talk and saying, mm-hmm. yes, you know, all I want is time. Yeah. <laughs> and then think about it. Like if you're just at home. I, I don't know about everybody. I know even if I'm sitting at home reading, half the time I have, like, the TV going in the background mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, TV, radio, basically some form of media in the background, yep. even if I'm doing something else. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, like, thinking, holy crap, this uh, feels well, all too real. Yeah, it really does. And I, it just killed me when she says, hey, you want to see Lucy's tits? <laughs> I about died. I about died. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> It was weird, and it seems that she is trying to persuade more than threaten. Like yes. We've already seen Technical Boy, who is a uh, total douchebag. Total. And, <laughs> yes, he's obviously threatening when he tried to kill Shadow Moon. And Mr. Wednesday hasn't threatened, but he has kind of pushed just the right buttons. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's manipulating. 
Yeah, very, very uh, manipulating, whereas media is just like, you know, join me or die. And then we have media who is like, hey, don't you want to see Lucy's tits? Right. And come on over here. I'll pay you twice what the other guys are paying for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just strange. And we're, I think with all these different gods that we're about to see, it's going to just show how different they all, all are. Yeah, old and new. The mm-hmm. ones that have been able to adapt, which I feel like Mr. Wednesday has been able to adapt. And mm-hmm. that's why he's more manipulative. Yeah, it, but he still has that air of um, faded glory to him. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think the casting department did a really good job with um the, the actor who plays him because he is he Shane um, Ian McShane Ian McShane yes thank you he has that kind of you know he's he's a handsome man but he also you know the way that they light them and and they shoot them he he also has that you know kind of worn down look about him although he's still a nice looking guy I also feel like he just kind of exudes like wisdom. Yeah, and, and confidence, yes. too. And has this charisma where you almost kind of want to follow him, um, something that uh, Techno Boy definitely didn't have. Oh, no. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, we pretty much last episode thought he was horribly douchey. And apparently in the book, he's even worse. Um, yes, he is very, very, yeah, no one likes him. <laughs> so, yes, uh, if you guys remember, I have not read the book, and I'm afraid to read the book before the end of this season. Because yeah. I feel like it's better having these book readers with me who can tell me a little bit about it than me being like, oh, but in the book, in the book. We right. may cover that later as a book to screen, and we'll just talk about how well it all adapts. Yeah, um, I'm waiting to reread it until after this season on purpose. <laughs> just because I want to see what they do with the show and, and how they make it all happen. And as each thing kind of plays out on the screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So it's been a lot of fun. And I think um, this episode in particular is about um, light and dark, the white and the black, and it's about death and rebirth, um, I think, where we see Shadow Moon, he's trying to get over Laura, um, and he, he goes to clean out their their old home together. And we the way I kind of look at his lynching scene when he is rescued or, or whatever is he's almost died and been reborn into Mr. Wednesday's world. And it's kind of, you know, seals the deal as he's packing up the house. But he does very much still have his ex-wife, Laura, haunting him. Um, and there's a reason for that <laughs> that you'll find out later. And I won't spoil it for anyone. Um, but she is very much there physically and not just in his head. Um, but that's kind of how I saw this episode. And particularly with um, Mr. Nancy or Nancy in the beginning, he is uh, from a Nancy boys and he does make an appearance in uh, American gods, the the book Mr. as Mr. Nancy. So I really liked the coming to America and how they opened that one up with Mr. Nancy for this particular episode, because it is kind of the dark and, and, and the, the light and the white and the black. And you see him on a slave ship and one of the slaves is praying to a Nancy who is kind of the spider trickster God. And, um, he's like, you know, you're wise, you're nimble, you can get your way, you know, can get yourself out of, you know, sticky situations. And he kind of comes in and, and I loved how they portrayed, uh, a Nancy 
in, you know, this plaid suit over the top with his hat, and, you know, he, he kind of slides in with his bright colored socks, and he, he just kind of tells them all, you know, you're all fucked. I can't help you, but you can help yourself, and angry is good. <laughs> I really liked that they opened it, and I thought it was just a great scene with him, because this is all we've seen so far of him, but it was a very powerful scene. Oh, yeah, I immediately, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I love, I, I knew immediately who it was. I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Nancy. And I, I just loved how he he was in there, and he's telling these people things that they can't even comprehend. But he, <laughs> like, he came from the future back in time to, you know, they can't even, like, imagine, you know, what he's wearing. I can't even think. I mean, because this is <laughs> years ago. Um, and But he does get them riled up, up enough to be angry. And they may not even know what tobacco is, but he says, you know what, your your grandchildren will, will grow tobacco and you can rest in, in peace knowing that, you know, that tobacco will give the white people cancer. <laughs> right. And he's just going on. Basically, I this yeah. is, but they mad enough. Yeah. All through the all through the years, basically, he's talking about, you know, what, up to what, two, three hundred years, two hundred years later, talking yeah. about everything that's been happening to African-Americans and their ancestors. Yes, and it makes it relevant today where we have right. a country that is more divided by race than ever before, almost, it seems. And I, I kind of like how they, they pulled that in there and how, you know, the gods would have come over with the slaves that were brought over into the country, and Anansi is one of those. And I loved how they had him because it was up close. He was doing the talking, like you said, the speech. <laughs> he riles them up. A, a preacher yes. giving a sermon uh, because that's Mr. Nancy for you. <laughs> he manages to free one of them, one slave, mm -hmm. and the slave frees the rest. And they, they end up burning down the ship, basically. Yeah, and then they're like, well, you know, if we burn down the ship, then, you know, we'll all die. And he's like, you're, you're already dead. At least die for something that matters. Right. For something that matters so and as they, they show sure. him this is what creeped me out because spiders give me creeps anyway yeah so they have him talking and then they cut away and they come back to him so it's still his body and this giant spider is his head and i'm like oh god that's creepy yeah. it's such a cool look though oh yeah definitely and the whole definitely. time i kept thinking like his hair was moving just a little bit like spider legs it was okay it wasn't just me <laughs> Yes, it has these like these little legs that like he's bouncing around and he's talking and I'm like his hair is a spider and I I want to like flip it off. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that because I'm like maybe it just because the whole spider thing creeped me out in general. And mm -hmm. then we see him as a spider float on a piece of wood onto land and here he is in America then. Yep. <laughs> which was just so strange. Which I have a feeling we're going to see a whole lot more of him. And that is Mr. Orlando Jones. In case you were wondering. He did an excellent job. Oh, he was amazing. And like I said, last episode, really strange to see him as this character when, mm -hmm. like, the most fresh image of him is from Sleepy Hollow with me. Yes. And it's just, like, <laughs> such a big difference. But yes. I was loving this. Loving him. Okay. So we're going to jump around because that's what we do. And we're going to go on the way to Chicago, which apparently... I don't know if it was just me, but Mr. Wednesday was so adamant about not going on to an expressway. Yeah, he likes the back roads. He likes the old ways. See, I felt like there was something else that I wasn't catching because I didn't read the book. Um, I, If I remember correctly, he does it because he will come into contact less with the new gods, so there's less... Okay. 
resistance there. So he kind of just travels on these back roads that other people have kind of forgotten. And it's really kind of symbolic of the old gods themselves. They're the old ways that people have kind of forgotten. But there's still the more scenic routes. You get to see more um, interesting things than just, you know, exit ramps and McDonald's on your way to places if you take the back roads. So. <laughs> more Waffle House close, I see. Yeah, outside of the interstate, yes. Okay, I guess that makes a little more sense, kind of like how you would have traveled way back when before yes, When Neil Gaiman wrote the book, he actually traveled through America and, and did these little back roads like he, he would never take an interstate because he wanted to see America. And at some point he called his um, publisher – um, or maybe it was an author friend of his who also writes. Um, but he, he told them, you know, I think I finally figured out how to write a book. And, and his friend told him, no, you've just figured out how to write this one. He's like, okay, okay, fine. Uh, but he actually did um, go down some of these routes, and a lot of the places that you see in the show and you will read about in the book really do exist. And in other, t- other instances, he took um, creative liberties and, and, and what. Uh, not, but um, he did a little essay in his 10th anniversary um, publication of American Gods saying, you know, if you look for some of these places, you'll find them, and some of them you won't, but you can try. (laughs) So I always found that interesting, and um, I guess Mr. Wednesday kind of takes the position of um, almost as the author um, and I think probably who Neil Gaiman kind of saw everything as he's traveling. And, or maybe it was Shadow Moon. We don't know. But uh, he did actually travel the roads, and I think that's kind of cool. That's, actually, that is really cool, a little insight there. And, of mm-hmm. course, I was super excited just because they were coming to Chicago. I'm Chicago adjacent, <laughs> like you guys should know by now. And I know everything. Not everything, but I know, like, all these places in Chicago. And when you actually <laughs> see something from the city you're from, Yes. I get excited. I don't know about you. I get excited. I lived in Chicago for about 13 years, and we miss it so much. Um, we're in Atlanta now, but just seeing the skyline and seeing these little places, and you're like, oh, the Midwest. Right. <laughs> oh, I've been there. Yeah, it's weirdly you know, exciting when that happens, even when it's not actually shown the correct place. Like <laughs> when they did tell you about sitting in the Blues Brothers and in Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, that wasn't really that city, but I was excited <laughs> it was on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're going to Chicago because Mr. Wednesday's hammer is in Chicago. Yes, the hammer, the name that I keep screwing up, Chernabog. Chernabog, yes, I think that's how you say it. But he, w- before we actually could see him, we get to see the three, well, not even the three. We hear about the three Zorias. I'm, I screw up the, those last names like serious, and I totally Zor- approve. Zor- yeah, Zor- yeah. They're all three <laughs> named Zor- Zora. They're yes. the sisters. So let's see if I can not screw up the name too bad. The one played like Chorus Leachman, who I adored because she was, she's just so snarky. She's like, well, I'm, I make the most, of course. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, oh, God, I'm going to kill this one. The Charnaya. Yeah, I probably killed that. The other one that we see that apparently is the middle sister who's really into romance novels. Yes, and and the picture looked like Shadow Moon on the front. She kind of looks down at it, looks at him, and gets a little embarrassed. I that thought was that was funny. <laughs> She's Utrenyaya. And then the one yeah. that we haven't seen, you only hear her voice, and apparently, I don't know, maybe she was in a voyeurism because they brought her some uh, binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, goodness. And Chris Beachman got a big bottle of vodka that she just downs like it's water. That was nice. Um, let me see. The youngest is Polunochanyaya. Yeah, I can't do any of the Slavic <laughs> anything. I apologize. If I totally screwed that up, maybe somebody can send me, like, the uh, phonetic, you know, way to say these. Because I yeah. have a feeling these these sisters are going to be back and, like, very important to us. Yes. Now, you might have a little more. Gomez didn't want to tell me too much, but I I'm thinking they were the fates, and he said no, but threes in some of these minor gods are a major thing. Oh, yes, most definitely. Three is a very magical number in the old ways. And um, you may recognize the mythology a little bit if you look up the auroras. Okay. Um, and this is uh, what they're showing on screen is the Slavic version of that. And basically the morning and the evening star and Neil Gaiman added in the midnight star. And two of them must be awake and one always asleep. And that is for a reason that they're holding back something. Uh, to protect the world, and that's all I will say. Interesting. <laughs> Especially when we have Chernobog screaming about how the youngest should maybe wake up, because she needs to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's kind of a funny character in and of himself, and he he has a brother who is basically the exact opposite of him. He As he said to uh, Shadow Moon and to Mr. Wednesday, well, my brother, he was the light one. And everyone liked him because, you know, he was the light one and I am the dark one. And one place that you'll see this character is in Disney's Fantasia. He's kind of that dark demon that comes out. And uh, if any, if you remember Fantasia at all and uh, wreaks havoc. <laughs> Seriously? Like, I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I, I just I, always assumed I'm that was... To, to make sure that it, I was thinking of it. Yeah, he, he's in Disney's Fantasia. Well, I always thought that was just supposed to be the devil. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. I remember one of the um, songs being called, like having his name in there. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. I looked it up and I was right. Wow. <laughs> For ago, when I was a child watching that growing up, I'm like, I remembered something. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, well, why? You, you will ask, why are these sisters with uh, Chenerbog? And you hear the oldest sister say, well, family is who you survive with. We came here together, and we're kind of clumped together because we're all we're all for you know Slavic, for for lack of a, a better you know thing, and we've all kind of survived together and you know made ends meet. And he kills cows and. The sisters read fortunes and <laughs> and apparently they came from like palaces, right? And they right. don't all remember, but Horace Leachman's character remembers because she's the oldest, and right. she's like, "All right, listen, we'll just have dinner. It's fine." And I love it. She's like, um, "You're a guest. You can't help." Because Shadow's like, "Here, let me help." She's like, "No, I will kill no. you first. It's like, whoa, whoa." Yeah, and, and it's very much of that old school, you know, no guests are going are meant to be served. You're not going to help. It would be an insult if you didn't stay for dinner now, uh, according to uh, uh, Chernobog. And you're going to sit here and you're going to eat what she prepared for you. And it's going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Wednesday there just licking his lips, like, mm, mm, making a big deal about it. Right. Like, I thought that was funny. And I think it was all to try to butter up Chernobog. Oh. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to be real nice to the sisters, you know, because if they're happy, then he's going to be happy. But he he just doesn't seem like he's ever happy to me unless he's got his hammer and he's bashing something in the head. And that's what was weird, because he does start to explain to Shadow Moon about his hammer, and he shows it to him. Mm -hmm. And my question to you, 
was this a vision Shadow was having, or was it just what Chernobog is thinking about when he's showing off the hammer? Because we see blood covering the hammer, and it's all over his hands. Um, I think that in the surreal scenes that you always seem to find yourself in, in a Neil Gaiman novel, I think you could go ahead and say anything they show you is 100% real. <laughs> that's why I wasn't uh, sure if it's Shadow. That's why he hasn't freaked out. Like he's And seen. now Shadow is kind of, he is like, am I, I've surely lost my mind over the grief of my wife mode mm-hmm. right now. Um, but, I mean, as the story goes on, he begins to accept more and more of his new life and new world that he finds himself in, where, you know, the, and Shadow Moon very much is the kind of character that he doesn't believe it unless he sees it. So seeing the blood on the hammer, he has to see it in order to believe it almost. So it's almost like he has to see the visions of the blood in order to believe that there's something there and something real. Um he was uh, always a very um, pragmatic man in that respect prior to meeting Mr. Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Cause like I said, he has not freaked out once it well until the hanging, but you know, he, I think anybody have a noose like, around their neck, you're going to freak out. Yeah. He's kind of looked like, well, can you believe this? Or, you know, he's kind of like, looked like, you know, I just, I, he totally freaked out a little bit about media though. He's like, I just saw Lucy and she was talking to me. What in the hell's going on? He's like, <laughs> And Mr. Woods is like, calm down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, what, you know, what's worse, losing a little bit of your mind or everything? Like, yeah. <laughs> weirdness. But uh, like we said in the beginning, they decide to have a checkers game, and Chernobog decides to kind of change the rules. He's like, if you win, I will come with you mm-hmm. without bitching. <laughs> and <laughs> still bitch, right. to be honest. But. And if. I win, and you will kneel down, and I will bust you in the head with my hammer. And it's like, uh, yeah, what the hell? And I love how Wednesday looks a little concerned at this point. Mm-hmm. And he asks Shadow, you know, how good are you? And he's like, well, how bad do you need him? And Shadow is <laughs> and right there I'm thinking, okay, Shadow is going to be, like, unbelievable. Like, he's going to just totally beat his ass in checkers, and he was just trying to, like, not be rude since he was a guest at, is what I was thinking at first. Uh-huh. Until he actually lost. He ended up in a no-win situation. Yeah. yeah. Either way he moved, he was going to get jumped. And I'm watching this going, wait a minute, this is like the star. This isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? This doesn't make sense. But it kind of pissed me off because earlier the sisters read his fortune in his coffee grinds it wasn't even tea uh-huh. leaves because right. apparently tea is shit <laughs> yes exactly tea is just shit i love tea that's really sad for me <laughs> maybe they haven't had the right kind i don't know but anyway at least when they knew he was gonna die because you know they both look at him like oh shit and he's like is that bad huh and they're like your mother she died of cancer and and he says yes well you not die of cancer and he's like oh great thanks at least give him a heads up like you know um don't don't bet. play checkers right or like don't bet yeah you know, just like something and it just kind of made me mad but i don't know i kind of feel like there is a glimmer of hope because the whole re- the whole timing i should say that he's supposed to die is at sunrise mhm so i'm thinking i'm there it was just really specific, and I'm like, okay, are, is it going to suddenly be, like, 
clouded over in storms where we're never going to see the sunrise until this is, you know, to where it needs to be. Right. Uh, I know that's a stretch, but. Well, Mr. Wednesday is a very persuasive man and very skilled at making deals. And I think that they're going to be okay. (laughs) Well, I can only hope because I know my heart sank. And I basically Mm -hmm. sat there with my mouth open because I didn't know. I'm like, I could even like tweet anything out. I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do right now. And, and it's after you see him killing the cows. <laughs> but he did say one thing. He says, anger taints the meat. So remember that. Oh, he was like and so. He's very angry, too, yeah. when he loses. So. Oh, it's just so specific. I don't know. Yeah. Because there's so many things in, in past books and movies dealing with gods and fairies mm-hmm. and mythological creatures that it's all in the wording yes always and that's why i'm like hmm because he said he would do it voluntarily Mm -hmm. so maybe if he's like i'm not doing it yet till we're done i don't know i guess we'll see we shall see oh my gosh (laughs) i just feel so bad for shadow moon though because he has nothing but gotten the shit beaten out of him since he got out of jail this poor man I don't think he had that many beatdowns in his life previous to meeting Mr. Wednesday. Yeah, not even in prison did he have this many (laughs) beatdowns. Oh, man. So I mentioned last episode about all the different gods that are coming up, which is the crazy amount. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Is there any one from the books that you've read that you are super excited about seeing come in? Um, Mr. Nancy is probably my favorite. But and we already saw him. I've had I've seen a couple little promos here and there, um, introducing the new world gods, and I'm a little excited to see Kristen Chenoweth as Easter, which is um, weird. She's just gonna be a hoot in that now because she's representing like old and new, kind of a combination. Mm-hmm. Well, she's more of like the spring and brunch and you know the frivolous spring celebrations that we have now, in place of I guess the actual. Um, the, I, I guess, um, of the, 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 yeah, the, the resurrection of Jesus and mother nature. And I guess those would be the, the older gods. Um, but yeah, she's more of the commercialized version of the spring, uh, holidays. So she may well be the old God that has taken on a new persona. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I hope yeah, they I, explain that a little because she is, you know, everything that we've seen just in history, basically. How mm-hmm. Easter came from Osara and the eggs represented fertility and yada yada. So this is really going to be weird how they portray it. Really confused kids about you know what do eggs <laughs> do Easter Bunny and chocolate <laughs> or Jesus for that matter. Right. But yes, if you go back 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 and you know it's a fertility thing and spring is new life and 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 that kind of thing. But yeah, I think she's probably the the one I'm most excited to see that I know that they're bringing in. I have a list of who they're bringing in. So this is what's, like, really cool to me, because we're going to see Anubis. Oh, yes. And I think that's a really cool Egyptian god. And we're going to see the djinn, which, depending Ah. on which kind of mythology you're looking at, it's Uh basically like a genie. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, seeing it, I'm going to throw this out. I know a lot of people don't like the show, and a ton of people do, but Supernatural. They did one with the djinn, and everything was very specific. Mm -hmm. Like, if you wish to be rich, suddenly your name is rich. 
Yeah. You know, it's like really <laughs> strange. And so I don't know where they're going with it. And it's like, oh, God. And, and only eight episodes. Yes. But at least we know the second season. I'm really glad that we're getting a season two because we do only have the eight episodes for season one. And I'm like, how in the world are they going to get the entire book crammed into eight episodes? It is impossible. Thank you for (laughs) (laughs) It is a very, very long book. And this is definitely something that I think works for stars because this is not something that you would be able to put on any kind of, like, you know, not network show. Yeah. Because there's yeah, so like much blood and hurt. sex and just violence. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, the Sparta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once they did, where, you know, just for the, the blood splash and, you know, the, the graphic sexual content reminds me a lot of the that whole series and, and the spinoffs that they did with Sparta. That, that was on Stars, right? Yeah, it was. I loved season one. Oh, yeah. It. It, was, it was great. But, yeah. Um, and I was questioning you know is that really how blood looks when it you know gets splattered like that and I'm, I'm always that weird person who you know I get to go on sets a lot because my kids act and I always get to I'm always like up in the art department like how are you gonna get that to look real really is that how, what brains look like I, I like I have these questions because I want to know <laughs> and so I ended up actually um in the hospital after watching this episode and they had to take my blood and I was kind of like checking out the tubes to see you know I'm like oh yeah I guess it really kind of looks like that. And so props to the art department for making it really kind of realistic there. Although they do go a little over the top with some of it. They do. There's a lot of blood, and it's a little gratuitous, but I think it works for this particular story just because what do the gods want want most of all, especially the old gods, and it's blood because they themselves do not have um, physical bodies. So that's why you see a lot of blood sacrifice, the most important mm-hmm. thing we can get. Back to the gods is our own blood with the older um, religions and and mythologies and things like that. So, And it's kind of strange that you mentioned that because them not having a physical body. Because mm-hmm. I asked about the buffalo last episode to Gomez. And we do actually see the buffalo who was apparently the spirit of America. Yes. Mr. Wednesday the- meets him in the diner and he's leaving. And that's the guy who all of a sudden you see like flames in his eyes and he walks out. Yep. It's so weird because it just seems so quick, and I'm like, I want more. I uh-huh. want more what, of this. What are they talking about there? We don't know. All we see is basically Shadow Moon coming in in his Hotel America T-shirt. Which apparently you can now buy online at Stars. I, I saw that, and I'm like, I kind of want one. I know, so do I. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's so much coming up, and I do believe we're going to get more Mad Sweeney in Episode 3. I hope so. Oh, my goodness. I like that character. I'm not so little person who's a leprechaun. Yes. That's stereotypical. Right. I love it. Hi. All right. So, like we said at the beginning, Jennifer can be found all around Hollow Nine. And, On his podcast. Yes, and she'll be joining us for a, a couple more episodes of American Gods. So, thank you, Jennifer. You're very welcome. And uh, if you want to write to us, because I want to know. But everybody's thinking about this show, of course. And if you've read the book, if I should go buy the book, which, you know, I'm going to buy the book. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a book hoarder, okay? Uh, you can write us at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Head over to the website, www.fangirlzone.com. Uh, we will be changing over websites soon, actually, so it's going to be a little more interactive. But for now, it's still going to be up. It's just not as awesome as I want it to be. 
<sighs> it is what it is, right? Yes. But you can always go on and hit one of the shopping links, too. You can go to Amazon and buy the copy of the book for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then tell me how great it is and tell me how I need to hurry up and buy it. <laughs> and get on the same page. Right? I need to. Oh, but it's one of those. I am holding out until the end of the season before I even crack that book. Do, because I, I, I've been so tempted to, like, go and reread it again. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I just, I want to enjoy this. And I, I think that if I were to get back into the book, I would have the book overlapping with the, the television show and it would just be kind of an overload for me right now. <laughs> Hard to keep them separate sometimes. Yes. Um, and also another book, if you haven't read it, is A Nancy Boys, um, which is also by Neil Gaiman, um, that you can click through and buy that on the website as well. Yes. All about... Mr. Nancy and... How about Mr. Nancy and his sons? Interesting. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Jennifer, thank you for coming on. Can't wait to talk about this for six more episodes and then however many they give us next season. Fingers crossed it's ten. Ooh, that would be nice. All right, everybody. From the Fangirl Zone. Until next time.